0: about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much
1: all right hey y'all it's five o'clock on monday and we are stealing beer i am augie carton
0: um Hi, augie carton. who are you john hall i'm john hall i'm just simply john hall and damn happy to be so
2: are you still wet with saison john
0: (laughs) it has it has firmly migrated uh into my socks now and uh uh, every step i'm taking underneath the desk is just a little bit squishy but uh that you know that overall enhances just life do you think the white pepper notes of (laughs) boulevard tank 7
1: complement your natural occurring foot odor or do you feel like this is a contrast pairing i
0: i'm i'm really eager to hold a uh a laundry detergent commercial afterwards of you know <laughs> not only can it get out blood but it can get out sweaty socks saison and when you are having a hard day of podcasting and your <laughs> socks are full of i turn to time with Cezanne. extra saison removal <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens now it's uh uh, i'm still sipping on this boulevard tank seven from the last show it's a uh, is I it pleasing you i really dig this beer there's there's it's it's nice for a reason it's, it's it easy is going a for, classic a reason. for a
1: reason there's yeah. no doubt
0: about that all
1: right let's talk about today's accomplice alex Zali of well alex are you unemployable you've worked everywhere yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: So, Alex, was, who are you working for this thing. week? <laughs> yeah. So, Alex,
1: if I was to go to one of the top 10 beer bars in Brooklyn this week, which one would I see you at?
4: Uh, I am currently the general manager over at a new little beer bar tasting room in Park Slope called Beer Witch. Um, it's Ooh. on Bergen Street uh, between Flatbush and Fifth Avenue. Uh, it's familiar. very
1: close.
2: Yeah, it's, We've great, uh, it's a
1: great little spot. It's really killer. Kennedy, this is one of your
2: bodegas, right? This is one of the places I buy beer from pretty regularly. Yes.
0: Is this where you bought from this week?
2: No, no, I didn't. Okay.
0: <clears throat> oh, Kennedy, way to way to keep it authentic <laughs> and not. No, not I, I love straight. the I love the journalistic integrity that Kennedy yeah, brought it's, to this. No, it's valid. We insist upon that. It's the yeah. one thing
1: Kennedy excels at.
0: Um. All right, so you're at, so you're at Beer Witch now. Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I like how you said like currently I'm at. Uh, like it might change the,
1: before this episode goes <laughs> up.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, let's be honest. The, the past year and a half has been pretty pretty bad for the beer bars. So it's uh, you never know. You know. Yeah. It could, it could fizzle and it could be. Uh, but I, you know, we'll see. I, I'm pretty happy now, actually. So yeah. Actually, we
1: we often ask guests. I mean. I remember a time where I thought we'd be done asking this question, but it can't, you can't help, but get to it. How has, what flows have you seen over the last three years in, in Brooklyn and drinking and not like that? Oh my God, this autumn, when we believed there were enough vaccines, we could do vaccine card events and everything was safe. And we were all back only to have it ripped out from under us in November. But, you know, like, like the flows of style around here. Let, let me try to guide this a little around here. I'm noticing that the, the food inflation was much quicker to take hold. Um, and the restaurant bars that we all actually drink at around here in Jersey migrated their food costs with a simple menu printing and didn't on their beer. So, you know, where people used to go out for a burger and a beer, and a good tip for 40 bucks. And that was a Tuesday night with your buddy. That same 40 bucks is buying one burger and one beer. Cause the burger went from 14 to 22 and the beer is still eight. So uh, yeah. that's the trend I'm seeing kind of around here. Are you seeing, does anything like that occur to you as for what you're I think seeing it's, spot to spot?
4: Yeah. I think it's similar in, in, in Brooklyn. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think the, the costs, Some, I think some breweries have jacked up their prices a little bit um, just because they have to keep their lights on. Um, but they're also making a heck of a lot more of it. They're like really churning out stuff. So, I, you know, in order to, I think, in order to keep the costs down. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, yeah, I think, I think restaurants are, you know, they're hurting a lot more than the breweries are. So
0: if bars. it's possible though to to take the pandemic out of it for just a second though and go back to mid 2019 mm. the beer bars though were still like you were saying it's hard to be you know running a beer bar these days the beer bars were already starting to feel a pinch in 2019 because of brewery tap rooms.
4: oh yeah 100% yeah absolutely they're, they're they're you know the i think that um Yeah, breweries are really kind of they're really signaling the the death knell of uh, of the beer bar, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic because I I do think that there's um, a space for both. Um, But I think they should maybe tighten some laws or something on certain things like, you know, if if a taproom has if they're able to get beer that's not normally distributed in the city or an area you know, they become the destination instead of the beer bar, you know, the beer bars used to be all about the curation and you have all this you know, yeah. huge list of stuff. And, you know, it was cool to go to a place that had all these different things. But now when you go to a brewery, you're like, well, I love this brewery because I like their beer, but they also have all of this curation and stuff too.
1: So well, that's, think- a, that's a New York thing, right? Cause like a tap room in New Jersey isn't allowed to sell, you know, other food let alone so like Uh -uh, there's you know our current interpretation of the law john says i can't have a i can't offer you a cup of coffee
0: no i understand that
1: like i'm not allowed to give a person a cup
0: of coffee and it's written out
1: that i can't do that
0: yeah but jersey is you know the the stone age uh compared to (laughs) new york and other states no i understand i'm just trying to
1: you know what i mean you can't talk about any kind of rules and rule changing in america beer without being almost county specific let alone state specific yeah but so so in new york are you allowed to bring in anybody's beer is what are the rules on that like do you have to get a distributorship arrangement
4: i think you do need to get a distributor arrangement um i know like for example other half uh here in brooklyn they they often have um specialty stuff and uh you know they have like pastry town and do all this stuff and, and uh they partner with you know union beer is a big one obviously for them
3: mm-hmm. um
4: so you know we as a beer as a beer bar and a retailer you know we do see some of that spillover because they say okay we're we're gonna we're gonna be bringing in all these breweries for like a one time event but we're gonna bring in some extra stuff and try to spread it around a little bit you know but gotcha. then yeah. on the yeah but then on the other side of that um you know, they, they get stuff. And sometimes that's just direct to them, you know?
1: Right. So I was at pastry town. There was a lot of cool beer running around that week. Um, (laughs) What was your favorite thing? Did you guys bring anything in for that, that arrangement? Was there anything where you're like, wow. Hmm.
4: Um, You know, it's funny. Uh, Beer, which we bring in over like anywhere between 50 and 75 skews a week. Wow. So, yeah, that's it's insane. A, it's an insane amount of beer. Um,
1: uh, I'm sorry, There's someone at my front door. Um, oh, I, I thought you were a volunteer fireman. Yeah, I thought you were being <laughs>
0: evacuated. It's, yeah, uh, I was yeah like, not again. <laughs> can't lose I another one.
1: Yeah,
4: um, I. Honestly, we get in so much beer that sometimes it's hard to tell what's a specialty and from what's our, just some something cool and new from, you know, somebody that we just don't see a lot from. You know what I mean? Right. But, on. So yeah. as a
1: G as a GM in a spot like this, mm-hmm. how much of that beer that's coming in are you picking versus how much of the service of that beer are you directing? You know what I mean? Like, like, where where does that job fall in a place as tidy as Beer Witch?
4: Um, it's a good question. Um, I, I actually don't do the ordering, uh, at this place. I, I definitely, um, uh, you know, give advice and, and I have a little bit of influence on some of the things that, um, the owner, uh, Krista, Sobier, Sau- she, uh, she does almost all the ordering. Um, so for me, it's mostly about, you know, front of house, back of house organizations, stuff like that. Um, so in terms of like execution, you know, like we decided, you know, I, have some leverage saying, you know, whether or not we should get something on draft versus not, or, you know, let's not get the canned version of that. Let's get the bottled version of that or that
1: kind gotcha. of thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's neat. Is there a, is there a desired in your head, like level of, or a percent level of the offerings at the time that is draft bottle can, or does it just you just have different feelings like service-wise? Uh,
3: hmm.
4: I don't, Hmm. That's a, <laughs> 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 Um, well, I mean, you can't get away from the fact that like 90% of stuff is canned these days. So that's, yep. we're, we're pretty heavy on that. Um, you know, but I know, I think it's mostly about when you say execution, what do you mean? I mean, like,
1: like so, so service in the room, right? Cause you get, am I remembering that wrong? There is like, you can go in there and sit down and have a couple of beers, Oh right? Yeah, 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 that's right. That's so, right. you know what I mean? So in service on the available menu, how much is there, is there a spread you'd like to see per all guest experience or is it just okay that we're focused on how beer drinkers are big drinking beers? It's 98% cans and you know what I mean? Maybe we can get something cool on draft
4: um no i mean i think that the 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 curation of the draft list is pretty incredible actually um in
1: service not not styles you know what i mean like like, oh 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 oh. yeah i mean you know i mean because if i walk into a place with draft i'm gonna try all the drafts i'm not really gonna pay much attention to cans or bottles and i'm wondering how typical i am in that situation versus where you think the the spread is
4: oh oh i see um well I mean, like I said, there's so many, there's so many offerings for the package stuff. I mean, it really is like a bottle shop with a beer bar in it, as opposed got to it. a bar with, a, with, you know, coolers in it, you know? Um, oh. So we, we, we definitely, you know, that's, that's like easily four fifths of our revenue comes from to-go sales and cans and stuff got it. like that package. Okay, cool. So yeah. But, so I mean, cans but just
1: naturally makes sense there. Cause that's what everybody's taking home. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah. sorry. I was thinking more of, you know, because I mean? it's always weird to me and I've seen it happen. I've been in spots where we'll use other half since we we're just talking about it, but they'll have another half draft and then a couple cans. And in my mind, you drink the other half draft and then the other draft and you grab some cans to go. You don't like I my friends will go grab a can and open it and be like, this is what I'm drinking. I'm like, really? It's just it's weird. to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just a weird way to consume me. I will let that introduce glass one. Uh, <laughs> what brings us together on steal this beer is, uh, blind tasting. We a candid conversation about beer, what it is and you know, what we think it is doing rather than what we hoped it would do, uh, to facilitate that we drink blind out of black glasses. I am yes. less out of this in this case. Yes. So, so Alex and John have to do this without me with Justin as a knowing observer who kept them for themselves instead of sharing with Cass um so why don't alex and john do their tasting uh alex yeah. you ha- are you in an opaque glass can you see the beer or no i know i have an opaque. it's the ceramic yeah Can't right on nice. perfect nice. that's 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 how we suggest anyway john alex, I'm, take it away yeah.
0: babe i'm alex i'm happy to throw you into the deep end if you want to go first
4: uh sure well okay wow
3: Mm-hmm. so good. how's it tasting what's that's, it smelling that's like Deep what, ocean. Uh, yeah. he just
2: opened it john let the man put oh his he did in just the glass. he just I said we talk,
0: i thought we talked no he mm-hmm. said that he's in a ceramic mug oh i got you okay he,
2: said he just opened it so maybe hall you should go first all right fine yeah.
0: um <laughs> this this is one of those beers where kennedy knows i'm gonna roll my eyes and really and, and, and i'm okay <laughs> with it it's uh it's somebody's hazy um although it's a little it's not quite as pungent as a lot of IPAs that are out there. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's got that pineapple, it's got some pear, it's got some white grape, um, sort of like a candied pear thing, which I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of digging the more that I'm sipping on this a little bit more. Uh, but this is, you yeah, know, this is somebody's easygoing <laughs> interpretation of a, you know, hazy IPA or, you know, or, you know, hazy pale or something like that. Yeah. It's still pretty bitter. Right. S- though. Session IPA. Yeah. 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 It's still, Ooh. it's not, it's not quite it's as boat. it's not as uh, soft
4: as uh, a lot of the hazy ones. I don't think there's any lactose in it. Um and no. uh I don't know if there's any I, I yeah, I mean do, again. Do you I'll get that candy
0: white like, that candied white grape thing? Are you getting that?
4: I'm getting more like grapefruit pith on it, and I think that's Ooh. like
3: hmm.
0: God, I hate that I don't have this beer. Yeah, no this would this
3: would yeah, be a fun actually, one
0: for you to tease out because it's it, it yeah, isn't I the mean, normal I, cut from the cloth. It's
4: it even tastes like there's there might even be a little touch of bread in it. Ooh, ooh, just a little. <sighs> <sighs> Do you get that? Are you getting any bread at all?
0: No, well, but but, but some he's of the, dancing
4: around it. Yeah but, yeah, but some of the yeah, but some
0: yeah, but some of those other flavors I could definitely see. You know how Orval sometimes has a little bit of that uh, that juicy fruit type thing. Yeah, uh, I, I like I, that
1: you know this, considering how much you hate Orval.
0: <laughs>
4: you hate Orval. You keep no. your
1: enemies close. You keep your enemies close. That's uh, uh, no, I don't All hate Orval.
0: Um, Every time he's
1: ever tasted it, he hated it. But he thinks yeah. he likes it
0: because it, it. Yeah, if this is Orval in a can now. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so bad. Uh, it's not Orval in a can. Uh, this is Orval in a we, can. Please feel the, the spirit has God. done
1: its job, and That's we it. and this is our last against. episode. Yeah, we've we finally achieved pure nirvana, and Augie can just buy fucking four packs of pounds of Orval. <laughs> be
2: be unfair um, to bringing it in and it. Oh God,
0: wouldn't that be terrible? Um, <sighs> but the. I don't think it would be. I
2: really don't think it would
3: be. I think I'd I be
1: okay with that. I'd, I'd take back everything I'd ever said mean about all those things if I could get cans of all,
0: <laughs>
1: Have you have you guys had the cans of saison uh, DuPont?
0: Yes. yes. I, do what you, do you know where they're canning
1: that? it? I have no idea. Believe it or not, that's the most interesting thing about this, Alex. Is they've come up. We've talked about them. John, who is maybe the world's last beer journalist... Um, and people I, with a I was lot calling of sources. Access,
0: yeah. Ha, nobody can tell us who's canning Cezanne Dupont. Nobody. That's crazy. Somebody knows. And it's stealthisbeerpodcast this beer podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very uh,
1: strange to us that we can't figure it out.
0: Uh, uh, we need to get like some of those like Washington Post like Signal apps or something where people can send us <laughs> untraceable <laughs> messages. Um, no, but
1: all the, right. So wait, we let's spend a lot of time on things. this.
0: This is this is a beer that I would drink in the tap room where I feel like a brew. Like if I was there hanging out, like working a little bit, a brewer who knows that I don't always love hazy would be like, "Well, try this," and in in, in an effort to sort of tell me to go shut the fuck up, and, and I probably. No, I, maybe I might've been silent for a minute or two. So let me ask you this
1: question based on your description. If so, cause again, I'm not, I don't get to play along, but the way you guys are describing, I kind of want it to be in one of those hazy only factories and have them be, this one's a little more West coast influenced. You know what I mean? If they're doing the bi- shades the, of hazy, the,
0: the bitterness that Alex talked about, does build towards the end the more i've gotten into this and the reason that i'm saying that this would shut me up for a few minutes is because i keep drinking it and normally when we get these beers on the show i'll have a sip or two i'll give my notes and then i'll go back to a side beer or a seltzer or something and i haven't with this so there's something about this beer that i'm digging because it has some really fun layers to it and you're right it could be a haze factory other half crossed my mind at some point, but it doesn't have that telltale other half. Yeah. Yeah, Onion. Um, yeah. yeah exactly. It's not the other there. half
3: beer. Sure, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right,
2: you
1: this yeah, let's reveal it. Let's get back yeah. to our discussions yeah. about the Who's session IPA. Trade is, this? Okay, of session of IPA is
2: this this is from Folksbeer? Rest in peace. This is oh, the oh, yeah. Dew. and yeah. yeah, this beer has changed a lot since the last time I had it. I had no idea yeah. that they had turned it into a hazy. The morning uh, dew, yeah, yeah. I remember it being a much more uh, kind of classic American Pale Ale rather than a, a new newfangled thing but uh it is quite delicious i mean i keep drinking it too john i, I keep reaching for it and i don't like, yeah uh you know hazy's that much but i'm gonna pour
3: this into
0: a glass i want to see what this looks
2: like this was canned i guess right before they closed it Ooh. says nine twenty-seven twenty-one. so yeah wow. they
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah when they announced their closure they said all the tanks are full we will can this up and then we're going home yeah
2: right so yeah, so there's those still bills. beer out there, and I saw this the other day, and I picked it up because I thought that's yeah, great. That's yeah. nice. so
1: I'm excited because that that means when I do get my package released from Trenton, I will get that beer, <laughs> and I, I will look forward to yeah.
0: Where uh, I'm I'm gonna? Ask, where did you buy this so that people in Brooklyn can know to go and support?
2: Folks so this beer. is funny because Alex kind of brought it up already, but I bought this at Three's Brewing. <laughs> Um, <laughs>
0: oh! Oh! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Alex is like, "Thanks for having me," and has left the chat.
1: It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, fucking Kennedy is the problem. All so three right all these years. <laughs>
2: yep. The threes has two locations in Brooklyn, and they both have bottle shops inside yeah. them that sell yeah. other people's beer. So, yeah. yeah. Alex, you know what's
1: awesome. funny about that, though? When I was listening to Alex talk about that, I was like, "Yeah, I could see how that would definitely bite into the business," and. I mean, I don't know. Right. So, so if everybody, if there's only one license and everybody can have it, you should use that license to its max. Um, and I don't know that you're disadvantaged. Um, you know what I mean? So, so maybe more little shops have to put a little homebrew system in and start brewing. I mean, the first place I ever had that was whatever it was in Brooklyn where they brewed their own beer and sold as a bottle shop. Beercrafts. But, um, Beercraft, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and sorry. I love that spot. Um, yeah. but, but Now that you say it, I've definitely had conversation with Threes as they were opening about how they were going to be an ally to all of craft and really push the craft message from their brewery. And now it seems completely different six years later. That's interesting. Hmm. All right. So, Alex, I want to ask you a question. This came up while you guys were talking as Kennedy was very comfortable with the migration of that beer's pattern. So one of the things... I talk about when I talk about our beers is, you know, I, I try to name things like Odub is Odub, and I've never changed the recipe for Odub. It, as beers got more hazy and all that, I just made other beers that were hazy and gave them new names yeah. and didn't Sorry, try what's to What's Odub again? Uh, it's just our double IPA. Oh, okay. 77 what, it, it, what, what yeah. West Coast? Not really. So it's what we were making at the time. It's what I identify as East Coast, right? It's half the okay. distance between West Coast and New England. It's think of it in the school of Ninety and and Highline and Nugget. It's just you know, it's just okay. a double IPA that okay. was meant to be hopped all the way through and about the aromatics, but with some you know, with a body that comes from bitterness. So all right, yeah, so let me good. let me rephrase that. But to get to it, I see West Coast IPA is all about sixty. Uh six you know, 60 minute first boil edition large amounts and ending hops for aromatics, large amounts. And that's like that stone kind of recipe and, and all those kind of big IBU wars. I see the yep. East Coast style as hops actually from 60 all the way through. Not necessarily off a child's football machine, but, you know, we schedule a 60-minute edition, a 20-minute edition, a 10-minute edition, a Whirlpool edition, and two dry hops, right? And then I think the Northeast style is from Whirlpool out to dry hop. And I think those are three distinct flavor profiles in beer. But that is not why I brought up Odub. Why I brought up Odub is because that is what that beer is. I think it's perfect for what it is. I've never seen the need to change the hop bill, change the dry hopping schedule, or change the yeast, because if I was going to do that, it'd be a different beer. I'd give it a different name and give it a chance to stand on its own. And I've been told by many people that is foolish because the name has brand loyalty. So around here, most everybody who does what we do has changed the recipe for their, you know, their always beer, their, their <laughs> flagship, if you will. And it's right. the, it's things have moved more dry hop centric, more hazy. And I see that as unfair, mostly to the publican, to you, because, yeah. you know, how do you get that message out there and be like, all right, guys, we haze it up a little cause kids and Took the scenic route on this one. Yeah. Well, cause you distracted me with what kind of beer is it? This was an easy question before I had to talk about style. Break yeah. Um, but you know yeah. what I mean? So, so, do you see that as much as because Kennedy just took it in stride. He's like, oh, I didn't realize they changed this recipe this much. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's that's the point. Do hmm. you see that? How does that make you guys feel when you're trying to talk? You know, when you pour a beer that you've just sold as a East Coast classic, you know, style and all of a sudden you pour it, it looks like, uh, you know, yeah. a smoothie Orange juice. Yeah, totally. yeah.
2: no,
4: I, I, I'm i totally with you, Auggie. I think that's like if you're going to change the recipe, then it's a different beer. You should call it something different because if you do have brand loyalty, you don't want to, you don't want to turn those people away by changing something that they can confidently say they like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, I love that beer. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, this isn't the beer that I had. This is the same name, it's the same label, but it's definitely not the same. And actually, uh, yeah, we, we, I know, I knew that they changed the recipe of this morning. It used to be much softer and had a different hop profile on it. it's funny because i didn't right. yeah yeah you know what i mean so uh and they didn't tell anybody you know what i mean they just did it and and it was that be- i personally my own opinion it was better before this is good don't get me wrong but like it was a different recipe and i enjoyed the previous recipe better than i'm enjoying this one you know and yeah. I'm, you know part of that is supply chain you know sometimes like you know certain hops are harder to get and you know i don't know like things change and it's okay to be malleable and and move things around but i don't think you should change i think you should change the name i think it, it's a different year than you know
0: and there there's actually a history of some breweries on, i'm having this. issues yeah. are you
4: <laughs>
0: now like a you personal are personal problem yeah was, what's what's your issues
2: you're <laughs> muted augie i'm sorry
1: okay. no i was just everything got at the very clip there where I tried to talk, it was like I was hearing myself as a computer-generated voice. I was like, this is weird. Oh. So
0: I, I <laughs> a little, match, it out little Max Headroom. Of... Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Little... <laughs> uh, but I am back. The, there so is cool. a history, though, of follow-up question.
1: I have a Kennedy follow-up question. You yeah. you really did just take that in stride. That Now, is that because you're so friendly with those guys they told you along the way they were changing it? Or are you just used to... A constant migration and recipe.
2: I think I, I think I'm used to it, but I'm also with Alex. I think if you change a recipe so much, you should give it a different name. It shouldn't be the same beer, because
1: you know. I mean, what if you do it by baby steps, right? What if, what if at some point I was using so much Conan that I just stopped using Chico and Dub and stopped buying two, and that was the first change, and then yeah no I well, understand what you're um, you know what i mean like over yeah. 10 years because that that's what i've actually seen around here is you only right. know it's a different beer if you were drinking it 10 years ago
2: and today and all the world's like oh, i love this beer and, and it's that like could have been, that could have been what happened with the morning dew from folks too they could have been one you know one change after another over the course of three four years um yeah. i don't remember the last time i had it but when I opened this and started drinking it, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't remember this beer being like this at all. Um, yeah. But it was still a pleasant beer. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. The sad know.
1: part for me is I'm definitely going to get a clear beer because it's been cold crashed in Trenton UPS for <laughs> <laughs> fucking seven days. So I will pour a clear beer and be like, these guys are on joke. Are you kidding yeah. me? So, I mean, imagine, a, if,
4: yeah. imagine if like suddenly like Sierra Nevada celebration, like was totally a different flavored beer. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like there would be, you know, the beer drinkers would, you know, have torches and pitchforks, you know, and be like, what the hell did you do to this beer? It's not the same beer. Sure. Can't really for
0: one, it. for one year though. But then the next year, you know, people would either move on or new people would come like with seasonals. It's different, right? Like Sam Adams did that years and years and years ago where they had been using i i think you know lemons or real lemons or you know something uh in their summer ale and the then one year Al, they yeah. switched and they switched to vitamin c pills you love the vitamin C. I pills. do love this vitamin c pills.
1: <laughs> uh
0: you know and they had this whole thing about you know like oh the orchard that we were using when fallow that year or like whatever it was but they they acknowledged that the, that the season had changed or the recipe had changed and I'm fuzzy on the details, remembering this now, but for one summer, people who really loved that beer the summer before and all the previous summers were like, oh, this isn't all that good. And then the next year, it was the same recipe again, Uh, you know, from the previous year that people said wasn't good, but they just sort of accepted it and moved on because it was a seasonal mm. and, you know, it still does fairly well for them. Mm. Um you know, but when it is a flagship or when it is a regular one, I mean, New Holland tried that a couple of years ago with one of their IPAs where they completely changed the recipe, told everybody they were going to change the recipe, but kept the name the same. And the sales just tanked, you know, because yeah. people. Yeah. So I think it's, if you're going to, you can either retire something or. Yeah. But like how much of that, how much of that good. is feeding the wrong side of a message, right?
1: So when I used to. When I used to brew out of house when we were small and I had to brew up in Connecticut to to get beers done, I was very careful about writing on cans, this is our beer, we made it at this brewery because I wanted to identify the difference and I wanted to be on the up and up with our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? A la the opposite of what Six Point played, right? Like I, I was always suspicious about Six Point tried to play that of you know, 98% of their beer came from Pennsylvania and the can said Brooklyn. Yeah. Um And I always thought that was shitty. So I just wanted to be able to open up about it. And I know how good those beers were and I know how much they tasted. And I did all the QAQC and all the math on them all. But because I was so careful about it, half of our dedicated drinkers just decided that Connecticut beers were inferior to New Jersey beers Um. You know, and if I'm honest about it, it probably means because they didn't like the style of beer I was brewing up there. But as far as, you know, doing what we wanted to do and it being a carton beer, it was 100%. And just being honest about it fed that storyline. You know what I mean? So saying, hey, we're going to change it. How much of the open and honesty about them running out with this is going to be a new beer? Sure. Was the problem with the new beer.
0: The, the thing, though, like if people come into your place, you can train your staff in the tap room to say like, oh, hey, maybe you haven't had this beer in a while and we've changed it. And, you know, here, give it yeah. a try. Let us know what you think. Alex, it's got to make your job yeah. really difficult to if yeah. somebody comes in and says, oh, I'm looking for X. And you're like, hey, here's this folks beer. And then they come back in the next week and they're like, hey, you know, asshole, this was hazy. Um, Right. <laughs> right. I mean, like that. It's sort it, of like it. John, it, it just so you know, job. in the yeah. last
1: ten years, nobody's made a beer more
0: clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just simply saying that, like, it it, it complicates your job when, or it's got to complicate your job when brewers change recipes dramatically enough, and that you're not aware of it, and because yeah, you're not, yeah. if you're getting 75 skews in, you're not tasting, you know, no. repeat ones, <laughs> right? yeah if something comes in you're just gonna hope and assume that it was the same beer that you had the last time not completely revised yeah yeah
4: yeah there just needs to be more transparency i think with the with the breweries you know they
0: just need to say
4: they just need to say hey look we know you are selling our beer for us here here's what you need to know you know what i mean but when they don't say anything because they're just churning out beers as quickly as possible um not that not that beer was doing that, but you know no. they, they were, oh, yeah, they were no. pretty so, limited in
1: so their capacity. But... No, no, it's we can it's talk actually, about them it's, now that they're it's, gone, but yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah but it's funny <laughs> that we're having this because folks beer is a friend of the show and we love them. And it's, oh yeah, yeah It's yeah, funny yeah, that somehow well. this this conversation came up and somebody who doesn't know us and our love for them would be like, Wait, what? I thought they liked beer Anyway, yeah. we love yeah. folks We do very we'll much so. Oh yeah, no, I
4: know this guy's very, very well. Joey Pepper's a friend of mine.
1: As we talk about beer two, which we need to do, um, next let's just talk about because one of the things I don't think we delve into much anymore that we used to is the the actual publican and their side of leadership of the experience of beer drinking. I think COVID fucked that up, and the way beer went, where everybody was just making sit-trapped IPAs made that less fun. But the question I want to get to out of beer too is kind of, you know of your years of doing this, this last decade um, of the, of your years of doing this for the last decade, what has, you know, what, ha, how has your view of this was a good customer experience changed? slash how much of that was bar specific slash what would you consider the ideal exchange in this place? But first John hall, you need to talk about beer too. Cause I can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... So this is again. This is this is an assertive uh, hop forward something, and it, I've I've bounced back and forth a couple of times. Like my first couple of sips was like, oh, this might be this might be kind of dark. This might be like an American barley wine of some sort. Um, I, I've I've since settled back into uh, a firm IPA kind of place, um, but the, the the hops are really fascinating in this. Where I just keep coming back to Hawaiian punch. There's something about this that just it's that it's, you know, it's that little spiky haired dude of, you know, would you like a nice Hawaiian punch? And then this beer goes and hauls and smacks you right in the face. Um, uh, Yeah. It's just, it's got no real discernible, like one fruit coming forward for me. It's just this melange of, you know, tropical esque, Berry, but on a, on a barley yeah. wine like structure you've got me intrigued. it's not it's not a barley it, it's it's definitely no it's definitely, not a, barley no, wine. It's definitely <laughs> not a barley wine but my first couple of sips had me thinking much dull, darker malts because it is such an assertive beer um that the hops were sort of you know masking the malt bill um understood and the malt Alex, bill was coming across as it? overly sweet yeah
4: yeah yeah i mean that the nose on it is pretty It's big. It's very punchy, but the like the the flavor of it is not as intense as the nose, right? Um, At least for me. So,
0: but it's got a little bit of an alcohol burn to it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Just
0: right before, right before that final finish comes on. There's just this smack of alcohol heat where it's just, yeah.
1: You know, it, it kind of. So you're reminds saying me... Kennedy's putting you guys to bed in classic fashion. Today started for prior to your show, Alex, with like a sessionable, uh,
0: yeah, like a four percent hefeweizen, like a
1: four percent hef, and now clearly he's tucking yeah. you guys into this bed. Was, this was this was that
0: week that he decided to end us on delirium, and right. uh, yeah, Oof.
4: yeah, it definitely. I mean, it, it for me, it it snacks of like a European style IPA. Do you know what I'm talking Ooh. about? How like, what do you mean? Uh, well it, so it doesn't for have the, lactose no no no, no. <laughs> like the old school like kind of danish ipas you know that like they were slightly it's not a particularly malty like and like but it definitely has that uh like the alcohol burn on it so it's mm. not it's not like the they're hopping it masking the alcohol
0: i would you I, say it, it's in any way punk
1: <laughs> oh stop that's
3: scottish uh
0: but but here's the, here's the other part of that though is i i disagree i think that this has a pretty assertive malt bill to it and the hops are so overwhelming on it that it, it sort of gets masked but it is there you know yeah. in that second sip um or those first couple of seconds after after a sip where um it comes through in this sort of you know caramel little bit of, of cereal malt. Like there, there's, there's yeah, definitely yeah, like yeah, some yeah. body there to it. And like, you know, even like a touch of like roast malt, like somehow, like, which is where my, which is why I think my mind was going to barley wine early on, because like it is, it is there working in tandem with the hops, but the hops ultimately, uh, you know, punch it out, uh, yeah. b- b- before the finish. Um,
4: it could be like a triple IPA.
0: You know,
1: sure like a big a big one that you know i
0: would is... agree with that yeah you know, all right so where are you drinking or...
1: it? where are you drinking it come on put this puppy to bed
0: <laughs> this is this is the bad decision beer yeah this is it
1: this is the, like night, is
3: the
0: night ender yeah this no, is no, no, this, no, no, this no. is the, the one after the night, night, night beginner. ender. Beginner. yeah no this oh, is, yeah this yeah. is <laughs> the one after the night ender this is you know we're gonna finish up mean, our pints and we're gonna go home. And
1: seen, you're putting on your coat <laughs> and a new
0: friend comes Alex, walking in. Alex,
1: I have seen a rosy cheeked Hall be talked into 103 percent IPA just for science and where that goes. And and I definitely This is that beer. Yeah, this
0: is that Because again, the 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 ABV on this is gonna be assertive, I imagine, but it is
1: <laughs> assertive.
0: But it's, but it's, but it's not <laughs> overwhelming. It's it's not one of those ones where it, it reveals itself, right? Like I'm saying, it, it comes on half a tick right before the finish. And then it gets wiped away in the finish. And then that alcohol heat comes back after you've repeated the process. So by yeah. the time you're done with the pint and you've like had these flashes of, wow, this is probably pretty high ABV. You know, you're saying it's pretty high Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah.
1: you were yeah. right. It's, it's <laughs> exactly is, uh, like the red yeah. Skittle. VBB, and... v- 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 yeah. Um, so... And now I have the drools.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it seems um, to me that, that
1: this is like, actually
4: volume wise, it seems to be like too much of this beer. Like yeah. the size of this can is like oh.
2: too big. Cast I get so
1: this get in an eight to... ounce can.
0: Oh wait, yeah. reveal
1: what it is and then let's get back to the You guys have had experience. this beer before.
2: This is Brooklyn Bla- Blast Double oh, IPA. Do you guys wait, remember to start school? over?
1: I don't know.
0: Clearly not.
2: Clearly before. we don't. Clearly it did its job. <laughs> Blast is an old school double IPA they released in bottles years ago. When uh, did we maybe- have this? They recently brought it back in 16 ounce cans. Um,
0: Shotgunnable for that,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, what's the ABV?
4: It's only 8.4. I mean, only, but it's yeah. it's not as I, I thought it was on, be It's yeah, bigger
1: than that. You're a publican. You're never allowed to say it's only 8.4. point eight point. I'm allowed to say that. No, you serve 8. people. 8. <laughs> hey,
3: <nah.
1: laughs> hey, which hey. glass should, like, should we put Which glass
4: should we put it irate in? Oh, the United. <laughs> I got irate at B be United because they started putting like Boldadube and um like the Harvey, the uh, Barley Wines the JW Lees and stuff in the little like eight ounce cans i got all you you turn to the right show my friend yeah we
0: we we, we're i want
4: a a whole big old glass of that stuff i don't want like a little a little
1: i gotta tell you if your job (laughs) if your job is randomly drinking on saturday afternoons while your wife and kids wait for you to play with them that eight ounce can of that jw's harvest
0: saved my day because i would have (laughs) drank (laughs) had it all a
2: gallon i would have drank a gallon of it here's my here's my other
0: question though yes yes kennedy What's, I your, was what's your say question?
2: you said uh, barley wine earlier? This is made with maris Otter.
0: Ooh. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right, I'll All go along right, with it. it. But yeah. I want to know where this is made because on the side so of the can port. brewed by the Brooklyn Brewery, Boston, Massachusetts.
2: Oh, that's weird. Oh. What
0: so yeah. steal this it. beer, listeners? It's uh, it. we need to know one where Cézanne de Pont is being canned in the US, and two. Where is Brooklyn Brewery brewing and canning their beers in Massachusetts? Cass, do you know? I do not know. Cass Cat on the <laughs> advice of counsel. Sorry. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm getting ready for a big trip to Michigan and oh. I'm doing a lot of things. Uh, all, right.
3: All, right.
1: all right. Uh so let's get to the let's get to the the morphing of the public and experience. And all right, so so here's the thing. And and part of you know my relationship to my local craft bars and Bars I love, Alex. Are you know? I tell the story of as things started morphing into more aromatic hopping in the in the you know aughts and teens, late aughts, if you will. The my the bartenders I knew regularly be like, oh, you're gonna like this one, Augie. This is the kind of beer you like, and this is how I found things like Nugget and ninety, and you know when those things weren't as widespread. Right, but part of it was none of them ever said, because we didn't really know to ask back then. And by the way, it's twice as strong as Guinness. Um, so your public, your experience, like, are there, is there even such a thing as a regular anymore? Do you get to have that relationship with people these days? Like, yeah, there's still, like there's what still is regulars. it actually
4: like? Um. Well, it, it's, it's nice. It's good. It's very, very hard. And again, this is like why I say I'm like cautiously optimistic about the future of uh, beer bars because people, it's like having, it's like a barber and a dentist and a bar. Those are like the three things people need for their, their whole life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the bar, people need places to drink. They, there'll always be good bars, you know um, whether or not there'll be a beer bar, you know, specific beer specific. Um, I think will 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 change and what have you, but you know, people always want to have a place where they can go. They can feel comfortable and be regular and see familiar faces and you know get to know the staff and and you know check you know feel good about the the place and want to support it you know we definitely yeah. have some great regulars at, at Beerwitch who live in the neighborhood and are super super happy to uh to to come in
3: um, yeah it's one of, of
1: them except when you're going to be on the show
4: <laughs> no no he's, he's been in a couple of times. Um, we were actually hanging out uh, last night with our friend Mike Nessany, who's the brewer for uh, Duchess Sales. He's a regular. He comes in all the time. Um, you know, so, it's just it's nice. It's a really nice. It feels good that there is a little and it's a small sort of bespoke boutique kind of place, too. It's not loud. It's not dark. It's not, um, you know, very well curated. You know, people come in knowing that all those things and they feel good about it, you know,
1: so yeah absolutely and and that's i guess that's all of our hope and i miss those places like like it's it's i don't know man it's it's so hard to be like and it might just be that i'm out of practice from covid but even knowing where people will be if i commit to going looking for people to drink beers with you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, my patterns have changed and, and i'm like oh i hope people are there i right. hope i know somebody i don't yeah. know i'm glad i'm glad you're seeing the neighborhood experience in the brooklyn um all right cool so it's time to, to read a letter if we yep. have one yeah we got one that's uh first of all i'm gonna interrupt here, john hall thank you very much for going on facebook and writing a passive aggressive guilt thing about letters because actually having letters makes that question more fun for me as you predicted. I did that a couple weeks ago, but you're welcome. But it's still paying. It's still paying. Still paying some dividends. People are still (laughs) actually writing letters since you did the write a letter letter. Anyway,
2: have at it, Kennedy. I'm going to read this letter, even though he does not address me properly. He says, all, not Kennedy, my man, but Uh, this guy. (laughs) George S. George George S. 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 What's wrong with you, George? Kennedy is your man. He says, Kennedy's your man. Two questions for you. Number one, um, Belgium, has, Belgium has a glass for every beer. What style should be had in particular glassware to truly appreciate the taste? Why do certain beer bars, high-end and low-end, only use one type of glass regardless of the beer? Uh,
3: space. So, <laughs> question space. two.
2: George S. welcome to craft beer. Go on. Yeah. Um, question two is something that we kind of touched on earlier in the show. With, <clears throat> he uh. says, with, with cans becoming so prominent and available, are more beers being made exclusively for canning rather than draft is there a difference between brewing to cans versus keg or have on draft
1: all right so let me answer that one because i can do that for all of us easily no uh keg is a big can please stop um (laughs) anyway uh so that one we can put to bed these styles of glass so one of the, I'm surprised we don't do this more so thanks George. this is one of the things I like to scream in John Hall's face um, that makes him crazy along the lines of Rawhide'sskebot is a tax, not a purity law. Um, Belgian glassware <laughs> is marketing, not customer experience. yes um, right. it's everybody wants to be differentiated everybody wa- there's that tradition of that and the real problem is some people put beers in the wrong glass. By design, so that they have a unique glass. There's why, do, why do you think things. I'm
0: going to yell at you for this? Because like, I, I, when
1: I make these, because this is the kind of thing I will say every time you ask me about <laughs> glassware in Belgium, and because you have to talk to what, me more what, than most people. When do I ever? When
0: have we ever had a conversation about glassware in Belgium? Well, over the last six years, it's definitely
1: come I up. I think we've okay, had a um, sure. discussion before. yeah. yeah. Kennedy knows this. That's I what I'm saying. So I, but yeah, so that's just marketing and some of the beers they're in are bad for beer and it's adorable that Belgium has con- convinced the world they have such a strong beer culture that it's anything other than trying to stick out on a shelf crowded with glasses in Belgium. Um, that being said, to answer your second question, I think if the beer is good at what they do, and this is where I'd like your opinion on it, Alex, mm-hmm. Um, they have the right glass for the experience they want to have, and you should be in the bar for the experience you want to have, and hopefully those two gel. So I'm not as critical of the stackable shaker pint in a lowbrow, we're hanging out drinking beers bar. I, you know, if you're going to try to be tersed, and Alex, you've been through there, so this is where I want you to chime in, but if you're going to yeah. try to be terse and you're going to try to talk about seriously, I think a stemmed glass of varying sizes exactly the right thing for the service you're trying to do and if you go in a terse trying to watch a football game and drink out of shaker pints you're in the wrong place and if you go into you know blind tiger looking for you know a non communal experience where the glass doesn't matter you're fucking up so over your years of doing that do you know what I mean like it's not the right glass for the right beer it's the right glass for the bar and the experience is that fair um
4: I think part of it is, I think it's, uh, it's both. Um, I think that, you know, it, it terse, they only had one kind, one shape, one size glasses, which is fine for what they wanted to do. Personally, I cannot stand drinking Pilsners out of wine glasses. I just can't do it. It drives me bananas.
1: Have you, you ever know? had a Dan Suarez Pilsner out of a stemmed wine glass? Oh that's God, that's, that's ridiculous.
4: Stuff. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Dan wouldn't drink his own beers out of a stem glass. You know what I mean? So, you know, but then on the flip side, I also, you know, don't want to have too many options. You know, um, uh, one of the places I helped uh, open was Grandolancy down on the Lower East Side. Yeah. They have, they have a, like a gazillion kinds of glasses. I mean, that's part of the, their MO, which is really cool, but so it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, much. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the difference between this mug and that mug, uh, you know, and the difference between this fluted thing and that fluted thing. And I get it. It's it's cool. They want to be meticulous about it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I just I like the shape of this class. I want to just drink out of this shape class. You know, like I want to drink out of a Willie Becker all the time. I drink yeah. barley it's wines out a- of Willie Beckers. I drink IPAs out of Willie Beckers. I drink
1: pilsners and lagers so yeah for me if i'm trying to give it a fair tasting i really do think the tiku glass is the best for showing the most but if i'm drinking if i'm drinking i'm never in a tiku glass like it's an awkward shape to drink out of yeah it's not a fun comfortable you know like hey let's sit down and have some beers out of these tikus but but again, but yeah like you're saying if if i'm trying to be like okay let's taste these five beers i'll break out five pico's because I think it gives the most fastest, if you will. yeah yeah. I mean, it was designed for so. Paul, do you want to answer the question any of the questions I know I blew through a couple questions. Paul, did you leave? You got bored because of the Belgian beer glass discussion.
0: <laughs> I was on I was on mute uh because I was I was trying to I was trying to do some research. You were uh, trying to wring th- out your socks. There are two <laughs> there are two Belgian beers that I think uh deserve to be in their own branded glass. Uh the first being Orval and Great. the second being Duvel. Am I the uh, only person
1: that no. drinks Orval out of bottles? Yes.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Yes, I've seen you do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just, makes just I mean, me so it, it makes me I mean, so it's happy. Paul, that at the first
1: time makes me so happy. They
0: bottled the beer. I
1: drink the beer. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then uh, you get that last little swirl, and then you just get a mouthful of yeast oh. at the finish. Like that's mm-hmm. nice. That's good. First of um, all,
3: pop, pop, pop. <laughs> but again, pop, pop.
0: All right, magnitude. Pop, pop. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I, th- so much of it is instagramable or done for marketing purposes as you said and that's nice in some ways but um i think there are some glasses and again i think duval just tastes better out of you know that sort of nice tulip uh stemmed glass um and orval tastes better out of a chalice uh just because it adds some ceremony to it and sometimes mm-hmm. like it is nice to have you know the shaker pint or the Willie belcher or like whatever um but sometimes some of these glasses add ceremony to the drinking occasion and it elevates yeah. it a little bit more and, and 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 i like i like having some ceremony sometimes and well i will
1: say this when my brother-in-law and i have the time i really like drinking this town our hells out of leader mugs um yeah and i really feel like the evolution of a hells over the time it takes to drink a liter is how you know if it was good or bad, not yeah. your first three sips, but your last three, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I get I guess, but and I don't know. I don't know. I just wish people would invent a, <laughs> a better glass than the shaker for durability and stackability in bars, right? Because that's Al- why just half, half the bars no, you can't stack you know. I mean, if you, you ever been in a backers. bar that does well. You can't stack them like, you know, like shaker pints, you can stack 10 high, yeah, 12 deep at the beginning of service at any bar and really not have to worry about a dirty glass. till halfway through, you know what I mean? And and there's just no other glass that is that it's and it's not just the shape of stacking. It's that they're so fucking shitty, tough that you can drop them on the floor and they'll bounce off a bar mat. Whereas none of the glasses you used at Terst were doing that. No, we would break them, just putting them away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I them up. They would just no, just I feel, like I,
4: look,
0: I feel up. like I looked at a beer the wrong way and a glass just shattered once.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. What kind of like loss do you guys go... There. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I might
1: have been there that night. Well, you said
0: something and I rolled my eyes and the glass couldn't take my withering <laughs> it <came> stare. <laughs> it um, how, how many glasses would you guys go through a night breakage-wise, do you think? Like, on an on average?
4: At, at Ters? Yeah oh um at at least uh, a half dozen you know but jesus
0: Jesus christ (laughs) your accountants hated you yeah Uh,
4: yeah i mean i mean i don't know they they had it was it was deep pockets behind that place so Oh. <laughs> until oh, the, glass, bu- until the right. glass budget wore until it out, until the glass yeah.
1: bill came, like, wait a second,
4: <laughs> yeah. And, then, and right. you, the, the evil guy too, is
1: fired. Wait, if if what he, do these If you recall, cost? too, the glassware,
4: the, the glassware glass was all, uh, you know, screen printed too. So yeah. they were like branded wine glasses. So <laughs> you couldn't just go out and buy another case of glasses. You had to specialty order them, and they would yeah. change the colors every couple of months, kind of thing. And
1: And you had to order a couple hundred, right? Like a small order for that size thing is three, four hundred, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Alex, it was nice talking to you. Oh, man. Always a pleasure, Sorry, Sorry, Orval Orval Canning robbed us of all of our thing. But, you know, when you hear the dream, when the dream's right in front of you, (laughs) you must attack. uh there there is often talk of us all getting into a bar and when we do we will seek you out and we will please we do will bring you yeah, i miss fun. you all yeah,
0: right y'all thank
1: yeah. you uh hey Cass.
0: Cass. yo what's up
1: do your thing man it's time to go home mm-hmm.
0: write us letters steal this beer podcast at gmail.com see what we're drinking on tap steal this beer and follow us Fox libro the gram twitter at steal this beer and patreons thank you so much for all that you do for us you know if you would like to become a patreon it's patreon.com slash steal this beer if you want to join to the go best nation. yeah
1: it's donation yeah he, <laughs> oh, he remembers i like kennedy 2022 cast can learn Uh, let's uh let's by the way maybe we'll make kennedy do a little work if you guys if the uh thieves want me to jump on when these beers show up and drink them live on a patreon thing since Mm -hmm. i miss doing all this fun tasting we should do that we'll do it after the reveal we'll do it after the reveal all right we'll do it um all right so hey thanks y'all get at us